Good evening, everybody. You're listening to Hal Holiday's Rockin' Food Review here on Rave Radio Boston. I am Hal Holiday. I'll be your host this evening and every Tuesday from 6 to 8. To my right, we have the beautiful Mama Kim. Hello, hello. We're so excited to be here on our first show. <laughs> so we, uh, we're going to talk a little about the show and what we're here to do every week on Tuesday nights on Wave Radio Boston. We are going to not review restaurants, and we're not going to review local musicians. We are going to review them like a show, which means we're showcasing these restaurants, breweries, and musicians, local musicians. So a little bit about myself. I've been in the food and beverage industry myself for over, well, I can't say 30 years, so that sounds old, right? I started on a six. Uh, <laughs> and uh, in music, I've been in music for uh, almost as long, if not longer, actually. And uh, I also did theater and all that good stuff, too. So the two passions I have in life are food and beverage and music. So I thought we'd bring it to you, especially during these tough times of COVID. We could use something like this to keep us going. Absolutely. So here we are. So uh, that is my little history and biography. And uh, I'm going to turn it over to Mama Kim over here. Let her talk about herself a little bit. I like to think we're going to bring a little positivity to the people, right? Yeah. A little positive vibes. I mean, who doesn't like some food and beverage and music? If you don't, I don't know if you have a pulse. <laughs> um, so I also have been in the food and beverage and hospitality industry for a little younger, about 20 years. But, um, Lies. But also have a, a, a passion and a love for it, too. And, you know, we love to go out and try new um, dining establishments and breweries. And um, like Hal was saying, we really just want to showcase um, the local business, you know, what what's being produced here for food and music. So... When we go out and enjoy something, we're going to bring it right back to you. Yep, we are. And that's how we start this week. We have uh, a couple special guests today. <clears throat> we have um, a Mr. Scott Plath will be with us, the owner of Cobblestones of Lowell, Moonstones of Chelmsford, and the new Stone Social in Nashville, New Hampshire. Woo, woo, woo. Yeah, he will be our first food and beverage guest, which is, uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, we also have Ariel Strusser coming up tonight who is a local musician as well, and she's fabulous, and we'll be talking to her and listening to some of her original songs that she's written, produced, and recorded. Uh, so if you want to listen tonight to Wave Radio Boston, you can get the listen live. If you want to talk to us at 617-829-9283, or you can just text us if you're being shy at 617-764-9283. So, with that said... If anybody wants to call and ask questions, don't be shy. We like people calling. We like people texting. We don't know how to use the line yet, but we'll figure it out. It's all right. <laughs> That's why we have Pete here. <laughs> and Pete's here. I don't know. Got, uh, guide us along. Pete is here to guide us. He's doing sign language for me tonight. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Baseball. Pete's directly ahead of me and behind you if you're looking at him right now. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we're going to go a little bit further into some music right now, and we'll get back to you, and we'll introduce our first guest. This is Wave Radio Boston. This is the Hal Holiday's Rockin' Food Review Show.
Victim of circumstance. Welcome to the first wave. How are you? Hey, what's going on? How you doing? Thank you for having us. Oh, we thank you for joining us, and thank you for being our May Artist of the Month. We want to welcome uh, lead singer, bass player of our April Artist of the Month, the Dolly Rots, Kelly Ogden. Thanks for joining us, Kelly. Hello. Thank you for having me. None other than Robbie Wolfson from Ripe. Robbie, thank you very much for joining the program. Hey, Robbie, how are you? Hey, I'm doing well. Uh, we are very, very happy to welcome to Wave Radio Boston Mike Fitz from our Artist of the Month, Bad Marriage. Mike, thanks for joining us. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for having me.
All right, and welcome back to Wave Radio Boston and the Hal Holiday's Rockin' Food Review Show. I am Hal Holiday. I'll be your host tonight till 8 o'clock and every Tuesday night from 6 to 8. So we have a special guest with us tonight. But before that, we had uh, the last two tracks we played with Genesis, Taking It All Too Hard, one of my favorite soft Genesis songs. And that was Steel It In, My Old School. So we want to thank those two uh, bands for joining us tonight. <laughs> uh, the next famous person joining us tonight, to my left, the very handsome man, um, our uh, very first guest of the radio. show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this gentleman is a, is a dear friend. He's an old boss and basically family to us. He's a groundbreaker in the food and beverage industry in this area. He's been has over 25 years of proven excellence in establishments. He's the owner of Cobblestones of Lowell, Moonstones of Chemsford, and the new latest concept, Stone Social in Nashville, New Hampshire. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Scott Plath. <laughs> Welcome, Scott. Oh, I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you so much. I, I, I do uh, recognize that you're, you accurately describe your next guest in your social media posts as talented and beautiful, and you refer to me as special. <laughs> well, so, you're yeah, special to you're me. Not, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I was just because a small bus dropped you. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You should have seen me trying to find this place. <laughs> but that's not, nothing new. No, that's all right. But now you have a beer, and we're good, right? Yeah, it's very good. lovely. A lovely uh, stout from the Branded Brewing Company. A little shout-out. There you go. Delicious Banded. Did I say Branded? Yeah. Banded. banded Brewing. Oh, it's the yeah. brand of it's Banded. Delicious. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're good. It's well all good. done, well done. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> from our friends in the north up in Maine, where they won't allow us in anymore. You betcha, eh? <laughs> we got the beer expert on, uh, in the circle we here. We do. We have Mama Kim. Everything is correct. That's lovely. Uh, yeah, she's not going to let us say the wrong thing, I can tell you right now. <laughs> right, yeah. From experience. Well, good luck with that. Yep. So, uh, Scott, uh, welcome. Thanks for coming down tonight, being our first guest, you know, kicking the show off. And uh, why don't you tell the listeners a little about yourself and your establishments? Well, first of all, I really appreciate you inviting me on, Paulie, and I'm, I'm very happy and proud of you to be doing this. This is, is right up your alley, putting together all the things that you love. Um, you're going to be great, and uh, and thank you for having me. Um, I'm not crying this early, so stop it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that is the goal, right? Yeah, no like, one will know when you, if you're on radio, right? You can't wipe away. Oh, I tear. cry loudly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm usually in the fetal position in the corner, so. sobbing. <laughs> and, it, and it is so nice, if I might say, to have a great friend sitting with us on our first time on air, to be able to sit around a table having some beer and just you know talking about life is easy for us so it's nice to have you here yeah, yeah. thanks thank pete you. thank you <laughs> <laughs> so scott tell us about your establishment uh, well you know it, it's funny um you guys mentioned a couple of times during the introduction uh you used a word that you know one of my favorite words positivity um and uh and then kimmy you mentioned you know having a passion and love for the industry and i don't i think if you don't have passion and love for this industry, I have always said, whether I was teaching classes or, or to employees through the 27 years that I've owned restaurants, uh, if you don't love this, then don't do it. It's it's stupid to do it if you don't love it. Just going um, through the motions. Yeah, there's other ways to make money um, than working weekends and nights and dealing with difficult... <laughs> I don't like it, Mom. I don't like it one bit. Difficult. <laughs> <laughs> well, look at you with the toys. <laughs> I'm like, what is going on in my headphones? <laughs> I hear those voices again. <laughs> and that's what happens after that many years in the food and beverage business. You hear voices. Oh, for, for or real. You, you hear yeah. people say that phrase quite often. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm out of here. Right? <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's funny. We, um, 
I often threaten to write a book about this business, and Kathy always brings up a story from like our first year or two that we were open, and uh, we were looking for a lunch waiter who had gone missing, and his table was looking for him, and uh, I, I, we were searching everywhere. Where is where is uh, Henri? And uh, we, I go into the men's room. And, uh, and the window is open, and his billfold is there with his checks. He had gone out the window. And so Kathy always says that uh, the, 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 the name of the book needs to be out the window because in the restaurant business, you got to throw <laughs> everything out the window and just you just it's do what you do. Very true. So, so. In, in, in the, the part of that story that's funny, too, is that a, a couple undercover police officers came in for, for lunch, and he thought that they were coming for him, so he jumped out the window and left. They just came in for lunch. I that's was right. going to say, I yeah. heard that story, but I didn't quite know why what happened that was so bad that prompted him to jump out yeah, the window. Yeah, yeah, we found out later that I guess he had a warrant in Colorado, uh, and he thought that the police mm. officers yeah. who were coming in for lunch were looking for him. All those, so low, he all those old detectives <laughs> are always coming in for warrants for Colorado. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. Picked so, the wrong restaurant right next to the police station. <laughs> yeah, sure. And, and, you know, funny, just to close that loop, maybe 10 years later, Kathy and I were having a dinner in Boston. We just happened to go into the, uh, the fish grill there on Boylston, and our waiter, comes up to the table and, you know, 30 pounds heavier and 10 years older, but now his name was Henry, not Henri. He was Henri at Cobblestone. He was Henri. Yeah. Henri. And I'm looking at him. I'm Henry like, with the Y. Yeah, I'm like, wait a minute. I recognize you. And I think you owe me $30. Yeah. Let me see your fingerprints. So, Scott, how did you get into this crazy business now that you've mentioned crazy business and people have to love it to get into it? What started you in the business, and what kept you in this business that long? Yeah, well, you know, I, I was I was one of the the fortunate few, and I say that even now in the middle of of what we're all dealing with, um, that knew what I wanted to do very very early on. I had a paper route in uh, in the neighborhood that I grew up in in New York, and when the paper boy on the next route quit, I took his his route and doubled my uh, my you know my. My uh, my route, uh, you know, of being industrious at age twelve. The kingpin uh, of papers. What's that? The kingpin of paper routes. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> I was I was game. I had nothing to do after school at, at age twelve and thirteen, and and one of the houses, you know, they talk about luck being opportunity meeting something or other. I don't know the phrase, but uh, the um, the uh, one of the uh, locations on the route was a restaurant, uh, you know, on the fringe of the neighborhood. And I was delivering their paper one day, and one of the owners uh, asked me if I wanted a weekend job as a busboy. That was back in the days, like long ago, when a 13-year-old could work weekend nights until midnight. And uh, he offered me 30 bucks cash and a, and a cut of the tips. And uh, I jumped on that opportunity and literally fell in love. Um, I, I just remember, like, these guys do this for a living. They play music. They, uh, they visit tables, they dance with the guests, you know, they celebrate people's birthdays and anniversaries, there's cocktails and there's food. I also recognized really early um, that, uh, you know, the, the, it's an industry that, 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 uh, that, that stimulates all of the senses, you know. It's all happening, eyes and smell and ears and, and touch. And, and, and for somebody who, you know, I was never diagnosed back, back in the day having, you know, any initials that, that I, uh, you know, that I special. knew of. But I, special, special. That's, that's the deal, right? That's right. <laughs> and, uh, Three or four letters. <laughs> and as I get older now, I recognize more and more that, that, you know, that I fit into one of those categories, you know, whether it be ADD or whatever. But, and it's and funny you say that because I, and I think there's 100% truth there that in this business, the people that are successful are the ones that can't sit still. Yeah. They have ADD a little bit. They yeah, have dyslexia. Sure. They have, it's like it's some kind of a, 
learning thing that you just your yep. hands on, you're in it. You're, you're stimulated it. all damn day. Yeah. You know, so every time you turn around, there's a new problem. There's something else to challenge you. Uh, every day is different, so it never gets boring. Um, and and you know, it's also an industry of creativity, and uh, and socializing. And you know, it's just so dynamic. And I never look back. I mean, I yep. was 13, going, I want to be these guys. I want to own my own restaurant, and have a beautiful wife. Check. And have a great car, check, and be able to hang out and celebrate with people for a living, check, check, check. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, that's actually a good good uh, way to start the next question, because the next one was, how do you, you know, you've been in it for a long time, you've been doing this for a long, long time. Yeah, man. And, and people get burnt out. I mean, that's just the nature of the beast. I mean, it happens, right? Yeah, yeah, and, it does. Uh, what drives you to keep going in this crazy business. I mean, it keeps you motivated ahead of the curve, like trends and like, how do you stay that way? Because it's not easy. Yeah. You know, I had a, I had a d- director of operations a couple of years ago who said the same thing. He said, people at your age, and I like left. I'm like, how old am I to you? Well, like, restaurant, he's like, restaurant years <laughs> like dog years. <laughs> yeah, right. You may be 50, but you're a hundred. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said, you very rarely find somebody as old as me who is still doing it, um, you know, at, at this level. But I, you know what? I think the restless brain thing is, is a large part of it. Um, you know, my brain never rests. And, uh, and so there's always an outlet to, to create a new idea, to find a new idea, to copy a new idea. There are a whole lot, pe- a lot of people out there who are smarter than I am, you know, and, and I love um, discovering uh, innovation in the business and new angles. And, and I can tell you that each of my three restaurants was born of um, seeing, uh, you know, recognizing something that was changing, uh, whether it were in me or my age or my industry, uh, and, and, and we would tap in you know, tap into those ideas. Um, so I, I think the energy and, and, and the challenge of finding the next thing um, and, and being better, I'm also very competitive. Uh, and, and so being better every day is something that we preach in our restaurants, e- even to our people every day. Be better than you were yesterday, and we'll always be improving and finding, you know, ways to, you know, to you know, to last, survive, yeah. outpace I mean, the competition, whatever. It seems to be working. <laughs> Thus far it has. I'll tell you, we've never been challenged like this before, though. No. Uh, yeah. No. I don't, and there's, there's a lot of people that haven't. Um, speaking of uh, great establishments, Kim and Tom Anderson from Seven Saws just text us. Oh, uh, nice. We were there. It's one of the breweries that we're going to talk about tonight. Great. And they said, uh, thanks for coming to our place. Glad you enjoyed it. Happy to come on the radio. Let me know when he wants to call. So we awesome. can let you great. know that yeah, we we'll get to the beer a- segment. Give you a little heads up. That'll be a little bit later on, probably probably around 7.30 or so, but we'll definitely give you a shout out when we're coming into that uh, beer and review segment. But thank you for reaching out. We, we really enjoyed it there. Yeah, it was awesome. And uh, thank you, John Anthony, for texting in and saying a strong start and a great song. I do love that song. I, mean, I, I might have to keep that. Hope Elvis Costello doesn't sue me, but it's mine now, baby. So I'm Hell Holiday on Hell Holiday's Rockin' Food Review if you want to call us on the listener line, 617-829-9283, or the text line, 617-764-9283, me and Mama Kim will be right back. I miss the arms that used to hold me, the tender way we used to kiss. Taste of your lips 
some leg tonight for sure. Tell us how you do. Come on, Dave, give me a break. Back on Wave Radio Boston, this is Hal Holiday on the Hal Holiday's Rockin' Food Review Show. So we just had Susan Tedeschi with It Hurts So Bad, and then we had Van Halen with Unchained, and that was uh, dedicated to the immortal Eddie Van Halen. Uh, we'll be missed so much in music and anything in general. He's an amazing person. So God rest your soul, Eddie, and uh, you too, Alex Trebek. <laughs> All right, so we are back now, and uh, we got Mama Kim over here to my right. Uh, Wave Radio Boston is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We'll stream this show and past ones. Just go to the listen link on our webpage, wrbrocks.com. Don't forget that if you miss the beginning of a show, you can always catch it in our streaming replays, or if you prefer to do the podcast, hit our podcast link also found on the listen link or download the Anchor FM app and search for Wave Radio Boston. Very nice. We are being joined tonight by Scott Plath, owner of Cobblestones and Lowell, Moonstones in Chelmsford, and Stone Social out of Nashville, New Hampshire. So, uh, I think that a lot of our friends and family are listening, but for those who may not know, why don't you tell us a little bit about the, your three establishments, what they serve, and what makes them different? Well... I guess we should start with Cobblestones, which we opened 27 years ago in downtown Lowell. Um, and uh, the story behind Cobblestones is kind of uh, funny. It's um, a, a friend of mine, Chef Ed Zaransky, the late great Ed, Ed Zaransky and Paulie's first uh, mentor in the food business, uh, joined me in Massachusetts after us meeting in New York after uh, I graduated college. Uh, to start a catering business, and we catered for a number of years together and saved all our money, just used a, a couple of bucks after each job to buy some cold beers and the staff uh, dinner, perhaps. And uh, we started looking for a catering operation uh, and stumbled across this 12,000-square-foot historic building with three stories and seven private rooms in downtown Lowell that had been abandoned by a previous restaurant owner, a little uh, bit bigger than a catering operation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, especially um, in uh, downtown Lowell in 1994, it was pretty much becoming a desolate city at the, that point in time. I you mean. know, it's funny you mentioned that. Uh, I have an uncle who, who uh, in June, said that there is no better indicator of an economic downturn than when I open a restaurant. <laughs> uh, in 94 in Lowell, and then 2007 in Chelmsford is when we opened Moonstones, uh, mm -hmm. right before the Great Recession, and certainly uh, Stone Social now open uh, at the beginning of, uh, of the pandemic. 
So, um, yeah. So we found this 12,000 square foot building and, uh, and it was set to go as a restaurant. Uh, it needed some paint and, and, a, and, a, and a sort of redesign because we wanted to be a little bit better than what was there previously uh, from a quality perspective. And uh, it had function rooms and Lowell didn't have anything uh, similar to what we did. And we decided to sort of speak to two crowds, uh, the tavern, bar, typical drinking, meat and potatoes crowd uh, that we knew was prevalent in Lowell, but also off of a, uh, a step up uh, for folks that were looking for, you know, finer dining without being fine dining. And it's funny, I'm so old that when we opened Cobblestones, I mean, literally uh, rolls and butter and salad was included <laughs> with every entree. Sure was. Something you never see anymore, no. you know, salad included. You know, eventually the salad went away. All economically driven by the, uh, you know, representative of how difficult the business has become through the years. You know, the first thing that went was the salad. The next thing that went was the, you know, you got the choice of vegetable or potato. And I don't mean universally, but then the tablecloths went away, you know, then the carpeting went away. And, and we've been making cuts for the entire 27 years that I've owned that restaurant. I mean, our, our industry has trying to find, you know, drop ceilings went away and then, you know, exposed the whole industrial chic design was born of not creating a, a you know a, a large opening cost of a restaurant by taking raw space and making it warm and fuzzy with uh, artistic touches and lighting, but getting rid of that 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 large upfront cost. And it's still very expensive. It costs three hundred dollars a square foot to build a restaurant these days. So, um, and then Moonstones, uh, twelve years later. Uh, I was looking for a second restaurant and, and restless, uh, wanting to do something else. And I had two managers that couldn't grow if uh, if I didn't grow because I was sort of in their way. So we uh, again sort of went uh, towards the cutting edge uh, and were, was in love at the time uh, with uh, tapas and lounge dining and bringing better food to the suburbs. You know, uh, started in this area by Blue Ginger and Ming Tsai. Well, uh, we were inspired. Let's not forget, you actually finally broke oysters into the market. A little yeah, bit. we brought oysters <laughs> to Lowell and, you know, something Which took that... Which took a little while. For sure. And for that sure. hummus. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, that's a funny story. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was Cobblestones. We brought hummus onto the menu after seeing it in at, uh, and I recall, Planet X Cafe in a... Uh, in New York City, uh, you know, what is this? A Mediterranean exotic spread. And we put it on the menu two or three times to, with no luck uh, uh, through the years. And, and now, of course, you know, there's more flavors of hummus in a supermarket than there are potato chips. But, you know, we were on the cutting edge of hummus. I, I, I laugh at when we say that. But, um, you know, we're always looking at what the industry is doing and trying to be a little ahead. A little ahead. And, and we've learned through the years that the Merrimack Valley is, you know, a few steps behind. So you don't want to rush those things out necessarily because you know you could fall on your face. But So tapas and martinis and a dynamic environment in Chelmsford, um, you know, a little bit fancier, a little bit more expensive. Great driven. cocktails. Great cocktails, yeah, and indeed, as Kim would know, after <laughs> spending that, that a dozen, a dozen years <laughs> making beautiful <laughs> drinks for us. Yeah, 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 that's right. Uh, um, yeah. And then Stone Social, we opened in June. Uh, you know, so, I, I, I'm not a fast. I'm not fast. Before, before, you, before you get into that, though, you're not fast at opening next concept. That's I understand correct. That That's right. By the, by, the, by the timeline. But you are very good, and I think you just touched on this, at opening at the worst points in time 
Yeah. Of anything. So yeah, yeah. the crash of 94 in Lowell, yeah, you open yeah. a giant building. That's right. Yeah. And then, 07, 08, you open Moonstones, the economic crash of 2008. Yeah, man. I, and I, and now Stone Social. He, March, you started with it, and right around March, February, and next thing you know, COVID-19 hits, and what did we do? Yeah, right? yeah. So, yeah. We didn't open, uh, We you know, no one ever waits to open a restaurant. You know, when you're ready to, to, ready to go, you go, but... We dragged at Stone Social for a while because, you know, just to see what was happening and, the, the, you know, March and the numbers are climbing and, you know, and then there's no um, indoor dining, you know. So we stalled for, for a couple of minutes and just paid the, you know, paid the rent. Uh, we're lucky that the landlord has worked with us up there and, and can, continues to do so because I think he wants to obviously see us be successful. But, yeah, th- th- I mean, this has been a whole learning. Listen, back in 2008 when the economy crashed, that same uncle I mentioned a minute ago, you know, his, his advice was take out the razor. You got, you know, you have to make surgeon surgeons cuts um, to survive this thing. And uh, and I recall, you know, we opened to fanfare and huge business, wall to wall people, um, both the first two restaurants. But um, and then all of the sudden. They stopped coming, and, and I'm literally standing there going, "What did I do? Who did I? Off- I offended? Yeah. <laughs> How did I uh, offend everybody? You know, like they just stopped coming. I, I, I we didn't we think, dropped. I think a rob, I would kill those business. I mean, jeez, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it was horrible. I, I mean, literally, like, and I, I really didn't know what was going on. You know, the information catches up, uh, and, and then here we are in a great recession. So we're laying people off, and. And uh, we had to open a seventh day um, at both restaurants just to make up that business. We had been closed until that time on Sundays. Kim, how'd you feel about that? Mm. I was sad. <laughs> we, we were all sad, Kim. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to this day. <laughs> I said, I'm like, I'm not a crier. There's, there's very few things that get me. And that sitting in that day in the basement at Moonstones. There was a tear in my eye. Yeah. But it was understood. I mean, we, everybody had to do what they had to do we, was yeah, to, that was to make it really work. was a really strange time. Everybody did what they did, and they pulled through. I mean, it was, we, it was a one hell of a team that they, they pulled through everything yeah. in two restaurants. We, just, we all had to stop going to church on Sundays. So Stone Social, <laughs> I know you opened it in June, mm-hmm. and you probably, I think we discussed, you had a, a, a template on how you were going to open it and what it was going to be like, but mm-hmm. you changed courses on a really quick level, right? Well, you know, I mean, it, it, across the board, we're, you know, we're changing. Uh, you know, it, it's funny because in being innovative, which I think we were in our first two restaurants for our locale, um, uh, you're always trying to push the envelope, or I am. I mean, that's what I do. Uh, I have a former beloved general manager years and years ago who said that I create problems just so I can solve them, and, and there's actually some truth to that. Um, but, but, uh, you know, I am a problem solver and look for a challenge. And, uh, so we're always kind of changing, but then this thing, it's like, what do you do? You know, uh, fine dining in Lowell, you know, in 94 was unheard of and tapas and, and martini bar and, and oysters was unheard of in Chelmsford and Lowell in 2007. So we started thinking about how to push that envelope, uh, locally, um, and, and become a little bit funkier and smaller, leaner and meaner. And then all of a sudden we're trying to figure out how to be a to-go restaurant, you know, and, yeah. uh, and, and to go is not fun. And make Anybody? takeout, you know, no. a, 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 you know, a significant revenue stream. It surely works for you know Chinese and and, and pizza. You know, they're built for that. But and it's funny we did build Stone Social with takeout in mind um, because it is a growing segment of our industry. And supermarkets now have buffets, and you know, and Chipotle has showed us that people just want to come get a burrito and. 
you know, so, uh, you know, ethical, an ethical and burrito and grab and go. So right. we're like, let's, you know, let's be part of that, but let's just do it better. You know, I, I remember the many things that inspired Stone Social. One of them was people ultimately are going to graduate from the burrito and where are they going to go? You know, uh, so when that whole segment of the population graduates from the burrito, where do they go next? So that's what we envisioned being. Um, and so we're still working at that, actually. Yeah. I think one of the smartest things that you did with um, Moonstones was the family style takeout during COVID. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, having to order individual meals for a party of three, four, five, mm. when you can have those family meals ready to go reheat at home, I think that was a a great business move on your part. Well, thank you very much. I, I tell you, we learned a lesson in 2007. Um, uh, you know, and, and again, I didn't create it. Uh, I listened to somebody else who said it, but at a time when people are uneasy and things are unsteady, uh, people look to be, you know, comforted and hugged. Mm -hmm. And so at that moment, we started, you know, moving away from oysters and, you know, and the, and, and the promos of champagne and oysters and Sunday brunch and celebration turns to, you know, you can count on us and we're here for you, you know, and, and whether that be meatloaf or chicken pie, you know, it, it, you know, it, it's, it, it can be any number of things, but we learned that back in 2008, uh, how to, how to move in a different direction. Um, and so, uh, you know, you re hopefully you learn uh, from your past. Right. And, and so uh, that's what we did this time around. We're like people are staying home. They want to be safe, but they also want to feed the family. And, and how do we do that? And how do you take a place like, like Moonstones that was built on global tapas, you know, small plates, mm -hmm. and then convince people to eat, you know, shepherd's pie? Um, you know, so, and, yeah. and we did it and we were pretty successful at it uh, because one of the things is we have trust. Our community trusts us and knows after 12 years in Chelmsford that food is really good. And our chef, Adam, uh, Adam Herview is amazing. Uh, so anything he creates is, is going to be super. So, but it's a, it's an uphill climb every step of the way. I and mean, that's, that's the business in general, right? Never stops being uphill. That is for sure. You are listening to Hal Holiday's Rockin' Food Review here on Wave Radio Boston. We are here with Scott Plath, owner of Cobblestones of Lowell, Moonstones of Chelmsford, and Stone Social in Nashua, New Hampshire. Before we wrap up, Scott, I mean, this is going to be the question that everybody's going to ask right now. I mean, this is the question for everything, um, in, in, especially in restaurants and hotels. Um, <laughs> you kind of explained a little bit, but, I mean, how are you going to get through this curve? What do you see? I mean, how do you, it's hard to explain what's going on, right? I mean... It's nothing like this has ever been. I mean, economies drop, that happens. You know, issues with money, issues with permitting, that happens. Yeah. Service jumping out windows, that happens. <laughs> but COVID-19 putting a damper on a business for eight months, nine months, and looking into it now for almost probably going to be well over a year by the time this is over. I sure. Mean, if it, yeah. Hopefully over. And, uh, you know, what, what are you going to do? Like, what's, what's going on in your head with this? Well, you know, one of the hardest things about this whole dynamic is it's an ever-changing target. Um, so, and, and there is no, you know, in a recession, e even in a recession, you know that, you know, there are financial ebb and flow. Um, and ultimately, you'll come out of it, so you just have to hold on. Um, but this thing here, you know, where is it going to lead us? And we start growing, and, and the numbers start dropping, and business gets better. Um, and, and then all of a sudden, everybody starts talking about fall and winter and how the numbers are going to you know, grow again. And so, 
you know, I, I, I liken it to, to eating a mescaline salad. You know, it's like you can't get any traction. You can't get any satisfaction. You know, it's like... Grabbing you, those leaves is hard. <laughs> you know, strategizing, strategizing, but not knowing how long that strategy is going to be effective for. I think right now, uh, our strategy is to keep people working. Um, the PPP in the first round, the financing from the government was really helpful because it paid our payroll and it allowed us to pay everybody else, our vendors and our rent and so on and so forth. Um, in absence of that, restaurants are operating at a loss. And those that close are deciding now that they don't want to wait and try to come out on the other end because they're just incurring more and more debt. Um, you know, I can only speak to my world. And uh, we're open right now opposed to hibernating, as some of our friends have done, to keep focused working um, and, uh, you know, and, and, and also feels like giving up. And, you know, we've got some loans that we've taken out to float uh, our shortages, um, and, you know, and, and we're hoping for the best as far as a, a change in, 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 you know, in the numbers and the vaccine and so on and so forth. But uh, every step of the way, there's been strategic moves. We're, we're, we're leaning mean now, small staffs. Yep. And, you know, there are blessings, you know, along the way with this thing. You know, we have a smaller staff. Well, when you have a smaller staff, you have the best. So even though we're all fighting hard and, and courageously, uh, we've got people who are helping each other and not dragging ass and not not showing up for work um, or, or not finishing well, it, the job. It, it trims so the fat for sure. It trims the fat uh, for sure. I never yeah. thought in my lifetime that in the restaurant business or hotel business that anybody would ever be in search of a job. Yeah. You couldn't get people. Yeah. And now everybody needs a job, right? I mean, this hasn't happened since I was a fry cook trying to get to saute and it took five years. Because yeah. You didn't leave. No one left their jobs then. It was like, these are seasoned guys who stayed in the line forever. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think that's only going to grow. I think more and more people are going to be employed. And I think the greatest challenge for me in this whole thing is the powerlessness of it. Um, you know, I, I, I have lived a life waiting, you know, waiting, you know, for the next eureka moment. I wake up at four in the morning and I have an idea and I'm out of bed and writing it down. And, uh, and it's a bad thing uh, in my world when I can sleep till eight or nine in the morning because you start to wonder if there actually is, you know, innovation to be had with this. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bit of a beat down, you know, and, and, and I laugh because my entire life, no matter what I'm dealing with in business, when someone has, says, how are you doing? My stock answer is great. Because nobody right. wants to hear about your misery, you know. Um, so, <laughs> so we keep it positive. The positive. Positivity, back to positivity, right, Kimmy? Um, but these days, like, you know, I walk around my condo going, fuck, 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 so I can get it out. Uh, you know, and then leave and your time. And in your internet radio, better. so you can do it on internet radio. I've been waiting for the moment. I know. Yeah. I've been waiting for the moment. Don't worry, that was stern 15 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Way Radio Boston, and I'm Hal Holiday, your host tonight on uh, Hal Holiday's Rockin' Food Review. We'll be here every Tuesday night from 6 to 8. We are talking with Scott Plath, uh, owner of Cobblestones and Lowell, Moonstones and Chumsford, and Stone Social in Nashua. Scott, before we wrap up, uh, Give us the, the listeners that don't know you or know the businesses, which is very rare in this area, but who knows, maybe some guy in Miami right now is listening and wants to come down and check you out, but how would they get a hold of you? How would they find you guys? Addresses, uh, phone numbers, yeah. social security number, credit card number. Yeah, yeah, well, good luck with that. <laughs> Birth date. <laughs> Cobblestonesoflowell.com, moonstones110.com, 110.com, and stonessocial.com. 
com are the three websites for the three restaurants. Um, and sure, reach out. Facebook is best. We're all over Facebook. We have some great social media people trying to keep us relevant and exciting and interesting at times where we need uh, we, we need every bit of business we can get. And, you know, before I go, I would just like to say that, you know, f- for all the people that are listening, it- it's been said to you a hundred times already or a thousand times, but all of the restaurants out there are are suffering big time, you know. So besides Stone's Hospitality Group and My3, you know, anything that you can do to support your local restaurants or, or farther than local restaurants, um, please help help them all. Help us all uh, try to get through this thing and and uh, all the help that we've received has been greatly appreciated, but we don't see the light at the end of the tunnel yet, and we're not getting the help from the government that we had hoped would be coming by now. So all you can, you folks can do to, to, to help support is greatly appreciated. And then just one more thing before you go, because I find this very exciting, because having been worked for you for 11, 12 years, we never got to do the happy hour thing. And now here you are in Nashua doing happy hour. So tell us all a little bit about that. I love New Hampshire. (laughs) Live free or die. America! America! Live free or die, baby! Massachusetts (laughs) has been good to us, so I'm I'm not taking a shit on Massachusetts. 27 years and... And 12 years speaks for itself, but we are having fun in New Hampshire with happy hour and, you know, I mean, there's no crime in having a Pabst Blue Ribbon for $3 and half-price appetizers. Every day that we're open uh, is four, uh, 4 to 7, Monday through Saturday, and all day on Sunday. We created a promotion Sunday on Sundays. Sunday Yeah, hey, Sunday Kim, fun day. Can you take over? i got six minutes to make it to Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, social Sundays uh, up in Nashua, sort of our our riff on the um, on the proper roast in Great Britain, which was one of the inspirations for this concept. A little bit more customer self directed, you know, drink first, food second. But because our chefs are amazing, we wanted the great food to be a bit of a surprise and delight factor. And um, you know, and then we also a, a little ode to the south on weekends and barbecue and smoked foods so we sort of blended all those concepts together on sundays called uh, sunday social um social sundays social sunday sorry and uh and so yeah come visit us happy hour social sundays and pretty soon seven days a week i'm thinking <laughs> because desperate times <laughs> it's only a matter of time <laughs> yeah that's right and you guys are doing a little thanksgiving promo that's that's new for you this year too right we have not done a thanksgiving in 27 years once again you know when you know when the going gets tough um cobblestones and a bunch of volunteer employees and let me say we'd be nowhere without you uh, you guys and our staff and our team, the people that have brought us forward 27 years, have volunteered to work on Thanksgiving. So we're doing both in-house dining and uh, takeout uh, through Cobblestones only. The other two restaurants will be closed. Um, but we'll have employees from all three restaurants volunteering to make it a beautiful day for those who could who could use us. And That's great, man. That's That shows some... Uh Camaraderie in the restaurants and teamwork too, which is amazing. Great but, uh, people only. Also, with COVID nineteen, we all know that you know it's minimal people in the house, small Thanksgivings. I mean, what else is better than picking it up and having it ready? Rather than have to cook for five or six people, you might as well just go to Cobblestones, pick up the whole meal, get ready to go. Right? It's available in packages of two, so any multiple of two, so, two, four, six, so if or twenty. So you got 20. four people, it's two packages. <laughs> You want leftover? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's Four? right. Well done. Thank well you. Done, I, I'm getting better. I'm getting better. <laughs> you almost tripped me up. We want to thank Scott Clapp for hanging out with us tonight. 
Cobblestones of Lowell, Moonstones of Chelmsford, and Stone Social in Nashville, New Hampshire. Check them out. Please support your local restaurants. I am Hal Holiday, and we will be right back. Should I 
stay or should I go? If you say that you are mine, I'll be here till the end of time. So you got to let me know. Should I stay or should I go? It's always tease, tease, tease. You're happy when I'm on my knees. One day is fine, and next is black. So if you want me off your back, well come on and let me know. Should I stay or should I go? Should I stay or should I go now? Should I stay or should I go now? If I go, there will be trouble. Decisions bugger me. If you don't want me, set me free. Exactly whom I'm supposed to be. Don't you know which clothes even fit me? Come on and let me know. Should I cool it or should I blow? Welcome back to Wave Radio Boston. You're listening to the Hal Holiday's Rock and Food Review Show. I am Hal Holiday, your host. We'll be here till 8 o'clock tonight. We just talked to Scott Plath from Cobblestones of Lowell, Moonstones of Chelmsford, and Stone Social of Nashville, New Hampshire. We want to thank Scott for coming in tonight. So please support your local restaurants and Scott's establishments. We much appreciated. Thanks, Scott. Like our Facebook page at Wave Radio Boston Rocks. You'll get show announcement, polls, and maybe some behind-the-scenes content that you can't get anywhere else. You can even make song requests. Try that with any FM station. All this can be yours by liking Wave Radio Boston Rocks on Facebook. Join the real radio revolution and say F-U to FM with Rave Radio Boston. All right. Thank you, Mama Kim. Next up, we have uh, our music guest tonight, which is Ariel Strasser. She's a wonderful musician in person out of Lowell, Massachusetts area. Uh, so we're going to see if she's on the listening line here, talking line. And I think she's on right now. Are you on, Ariel? How about now? Yes, I am. Hey, there she is. Yes. Hey, Ariel. 
How are you doing? Hi, how are you? Well, good. How are you? Pretty good. Yeah, I've been listening to your show. It's been it's been a great um, kickoff. You guys have have done so. I'm I'm happy to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for having uh, being on the show. We appreciate it very much, especially the first guest. It's always nerve wracking. I guess you don't know what you're getting into because we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> We're glad we got all the technology to work right, though. <laughs> yeah, but getting there. I, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, Ariel, tell everybody about yourself, because I know you and Kim knows you, but a lot of people don't know you probably, and a lot of people do know you, but uh, give us a little background history yourself. Yeah, you got it. So, um, I'm I'm trying to get better at this. Uh, I get Ariel a lot, but it's it's actually pronounced Ariel. So Damn, I, I suck. since there are people listening, Ariel. maybe I will. <laughs> no, you know, you got to start somewhere. It's my own fault for not for not correcting people, but yeah. So my name is Ariel. Strasser, and I am based in the Lowell area, but I actually come from all the way from Twin Cities, Minnesota. Ooh, um, the Twin Cities, but eh? I have called. What's that? The, the Twin Cities, eh? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and actually, sometimes when I'm on the phone, my my Minnesotan accent comes out really nice and thick and clear. So, so hopefully um, that won't happen today, but we'll just have to see how it goes. Have you heard a Massachusetts Um, accent? Yes, I have. (laughs) But don't worry about it. (laughs) You're good. Okay. So equally embarrassing perhaps. So that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I'm a singer songwriter. Um, I've been um, doing that for a while now. I put out a couple of albums and um, uh, live shows are really my, my favorite thing about um, being a musician, so I've definitely missed that uh, lately, as you might imagine, and probably experienced yourself. But, um, but yeah, I like to make music and share it with people, and that's kind of that's the brief version of me. What brought you to the Boston area? So I actually came out here for college, um, I think as a lot of people do, there's so many colleges um, in New England, but um, yeah, I went to school for musical theater at the Boston Conservatory, and then uh, once I was studying there, uh, I was studying musical theater, and I ended up kind of um, focusing on songwriting within my degree, so I did that, and then after I finished school, I just stuck around. Impressive. Very nice. So, Ariel... (laughs) What uh, what started you in a musical journey? I mean, I was I've done theater myself, uh, music as well, and I love theater. But you know what, you went to doing a conservatory and then switched over to music. So what what prompted that? What what do you think made you start doing that? Well, it's so funny. You know, I grew up. My um, both my parents are musicians, and my stepdad is too. So all three parents are classical musicians, actually. So. When I started um, musical theater, it was sort of like an outlet in high school. You know, like there's only so many things you can do to really make music when you're when you're in high school. So I, I always wrote songs, but um, you know, the musicals were definitely an outlet for me. And when I found out you could actually major in musical theater, I was so excited because in my head that was like you could do music and you could do theater. And I loved that. And, you know, once I got there, I realized that musical theater is kind of its own animal. It's kind of like its own thing. So I, I, well, I totally love that. And I had a great experience studying that. I think I realized I missed music on its own and, and theater on its own in that, in that way. So I, um, I had like a, a songwriting emphasis within my degree. So it was like, 
I could focus on songwriting, which is sort of funny when you're studying musical theater, but um, I think that's um, that's kind of what brought me back to it, and I just, I just uh, you know, kept going from there. Well, there you go. I mean, people do have to write music for musical theater, right? That's right, yeah. <laughs> I didn't think it just popped up out of anywhere. I mean, someone has to write that, right? So That's absolutely right, yeah. <laughs> so tell us about uh, your first two songs. We got uh, Don't Want to Be and Stay. What, what, what are those two songs about? And what, what prompted you to write those? Yeah, so those, both of those songs are from my latest record, which is called Motivation. Um, and I, it, the album came out in 2018, but it's so interesting um, thinking about kind of what it means within what we're all living through right now. Um, but the idea of the album is just, it's sort of about finding faith in yourself and it's about losing it and finding it again. And I think that's something that we've all experienced some version of um, during this pandemic. So I'm, I'm glad to kind of bring them back a little bit right now. Um, don't want to be, um, is the first track from that album and, uh, stay ends up somewhere in the middle there. Um, and it's a little <laughs> more positive, I'd say. So, um, yeah, those are both from that record and I'm, uh, excited to share them. Well, awesome. We're excited to listen to them. You mind if I play them right now for you? No, that sounds fun. Awesome. You listen to Wave Radio Boston right now with Hal Holly's Rockin' Food Review. We are talking to Ariel Strasser, and we're going to listen to a couple of her tunes. The first one is Don't Want to Be, and the second one will be Stay. Ariel, you going to stick with us for a little bit? You got it. All right, we'll be right back to you. I don't want to be cruel, but I feel so helpless. Don't want to be impulsive, but I can't help myself. Spend all your time waiting to learn how to be selfless. Missing the signs.
You're listening to The First Wave on Wave Radio Boston. Welcome back, everybody. You are listening to Hal Holiday's Rock and Food Review on Wave Radio Boston. Interested in having your own show on Wave Radio Boston? Whether you broadcast from our Greater Boston studio, your own home, or somewhere in between, we want to help make your show a reality. 
please send an email to sharetheair at waveradioboston.com and we'll help you share the air with us. Join the real radio revolution and say FU to FM with Rave Radio Boston. Awesome. That's Mama Kim right there. Thank you so much for that. Uh, we are listening right now to Ariel Strasser. She, uh, we just played two of her songs, Don't Want to Be and Stay, which are absolutely great, beautiful songs, too. Well, well written. Uh, Ariel, are you with us? Yeah, I'm right here. There we go. All right, cool. <laughs> Welcome back. So uh, those two songs, hey. uh, what, how many instruments did you play on those songs? How many instruments? Um, you know, on, the, on those two, I just play uh, the keyboard. I'm actually playing a, a vintage Wurlitzer on those two tracks. Um, I do play acoustic guitar on um, some of the tracks on that album, but on those two, it's just the Wurlitzer and then obviously uh, singing. So. Awesome. Sounded great. Really good. Really good production. Uh, and, Thank you. And the sound is it's just so beautiful. Like who, who mixed it and produced it for you? Thank you so much. Um, I actually worked on that record at New Alliance East and New Alliance Audio. They're based out of Cambridge and Somerville, Massachusetts. Um, Nick Zampiello produced it. And actually, there are some great Merrimack Valley area musicians featured on that record. Um, the guitar solo that ended that last track is um, uh, my husband, actually, Ken Budka, who is also based in the Merrimack Valley area. And then on bass and drums are uh, Paul Ortolano and Steve Clements. So the production is awesome, but I definitely could not have, um, you know, made it sound that good without uh, killer bands. So a lot of a lot of those names them. sound familiar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, some great musicians there. Excellent musicians, really good stuff. Yeah. Awesome. So uh, we are here at Wave Radio Boston with Ariel Strasser. Uh, listener line is 617-829-9283. The text line is 617-764-9283. Uh, we want to do a shout-out to our secret listener. We know who you are. Uh, loving the show. Thank you so much for loving the show and us. Uh, we'll be here every Tuesday night from 6 to 8 p.m. I'm Hal Holiday, Mama Kim. We'll be talking about restaurants. We'll be talking about musicians and local musicians and food and booze and everything that people like to do and been doing way too much of during COVID, sitting on a couch listening to music and drinking and eating. So, actually, this is perfect time for us to be on a show. Uh, we want to thank Ray Rio for having us tonight. Also, we have uh, different shows all through the week. Uh, First Wave is the big show, 8 to 11 every Thursday night. Uh, we have, after this show tonight, we have Vinyl Vault from 8 to 10, so stay tuned for that. Keep on that going. And then uh, Live from the Fallout Shelter on Wednesday nights from 8 to 10. On Sundays, we got my boy Eddie Dyer on Double Click Radio from 12 to 2. And this week, we're premiering a new show, Angela's Airwaves, from 7 to 9. So stay tuned and uh, support everybody on this radio station. FUFM, this is Satellite Radio. We love it. Uh, we can say whatever we want. Ari, are you still there? Yeah. yeah all right. <laughs> so tell us about your influences in music. Yeah, sure. Um well, first, you know, I, I want to say that I think this is a really great time to start the show that you started. I was just thinking about, you know, you said we're all doing a lot of listening to music and eating, but um, also think it's awesome that you're supporting local uh, music and local businesses by, by doing this. So I just wanted to respond to that because I think that's totally awesome. 
Thank you very much. Um, but you did ask me questions, so I promise I will answer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you were asking about influences. Um, I would. I always say the first two names that I always say are Carol King and Sarah Bareilles. Um, they're both obviously female um, piano playing, you know, rockin' singers that I love, and kind of from two different time periods. Um, so they 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 speak to me a lot. Um, but I I've always listened to Rufus Wainwright growing up and and loved his music. Um, and yeah, I guess those are the first few that that come to mind. Well, that's some pretty good influences right there. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> I mean, that, those are strong people, especially Carol King, and I mean. You can't get much better than the Carol King for writing, for sure. Um, oh, I agree. I mean, she was a songwriter first, too, so I think um, that always inspires me, too. She was able to write for other people and, and you know, sing her own songs in and, and just a soulful way. Always loved her. Yep, she's awesome, man. I, I love her, too. What? All right, so you play piano, you play guitar, you said. Um, this is a, a question I'm going to ask every musician, because I, I know it's I, I do this myself, so... In, what instrument do you not play that you would love to learn to play? Ah, oh, man. <laughs> oh, that's a good question. What a good question to ask musicians. Okay, so you know, both my, my mom and my dad are both string players. They both play violin and viola. And so I guess I some, sometimes wish I could also play a stringed instrument, but... I, even though they play violin and viola, I think my stringed instrument of choice would be the cello. Oh, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, it's like a nice, you know, nice rich sound. It's like, I don't know, I, I think it would be cello, yeah. Good, that's, a, that's awesome. I was waiting for the harp. I don't know, for some reason. <laughs> some reason that harp coming out of your mouth, but didn't happen. So It's not, it's not, not a great traveling um, <laughs> piece to be, be bringing around with you to gigs. <laughs> Somebody I was talking a couple yeah. weeks ago said they wanted to learn how to play harp. And I said, that's fantastic for weddings and everything, but you're not going to get much more out of that than that. <laughs> but that's okay. Um, here's another question I want to ask other musicians as well. Uh, I call it the hidden guilt in music because I know I have plenty of them. There's got to be something that you listen to that no one would expect you to listen to. Um, for me, uh, there's been many times while I drive down the street cranking John Denver. Uh, I'm a huge John Denver fan. People probably don't understand that, but it's okay. He's amazing. Uh, and then Neil Diamond. I've seen him six times in concert. So, uh, but there's got to be somebody out there that no one would say, Ariel likes that person or that artist? Who is it? Oh, that's a good question too. I, you know what, I'm I don't know. I don't know if I would have known what to say if you didn't answer first. So thank you for, for giving me a little <laughs> leading by little, example. Like, memory dog. It's good. Yeah. Well, so I, I like Jim Croce a lot, and as do so I. I don't know if that's maybe an, an obvious choice, but like you know, his hit "Operator." I could listen to that, like. So many times, I maybe that's a guilty pleasure. I don't know, um, but it's just such a great song. It gets teased, but it's such a great song. It and should the never get teased. Is so good, I love it. Yeah, the uh, I'm a huge Jim Croce fan, and uh, "Time in a Bottle" is probably one of the most beautiful songs ever written. Uh, his ah, his Lord. lead guitar player, I mean, he plays rhythm, but his lead guitar player—I don't remember his name right now—but that guy was insane. And I play a lot of acoustic Amazing. gigs with other guys, and they're like. We can't do these Croce songs because no one's going to play that lead, you know. So it's like, uh, no, and you know, 
even people that don't know necessarily guitar playing in and out, you know, will remember those guitar licks like they're part of the song, like part of the melody. And I just think that's so cool. Yeah, I agree. He's amazing. Well, thank you. I'm glad that you like him because I'm a huge fan of him. So uh, that's not a guilty pleasure to me, but that's all right. <laughs> so uh, maybe an unexpected one. <laughs> exactly. So one of the last questions I have for you, and, uh, and and the reason this show is so important at this point in time too, is we had Scott Plath on earlier. You know Scott well. You played with Scott and stuff like that. Oh, not with him, but for him at his establishments. Um, you yeah. know, right now there's no two bigger industries that are getting smashed with COVID than food and beverage, hotel, and, and music. Um, I'm a musician in, in, in the restaurant business, but I'm not in the restaurant business anymore, but that's okay. Uh, I'm a musician, and I know I've lost about 100 gigs since March, you know, going into this next coming year. Um, so, but there's things that come out of it. Uh, I'm finishing my albums being released, you know, doing a lot of writing, all that good stuff. I'm learning how to play guitar. So there's a lot of good things that come out of it as well. But how has COVID affected you? Uh, has it affected your career, your writing, your music in general? Yeah, I mean, that's a big question. Yeah, I think, I think, well, first of all, it has, of course, affected all of those things. Um, I think the, the main thing that, that I miss most is, um, is playing music live for people in the room. I mean, there's nothing quite like that. And, you know, um, music has gotten, you know, musicians have gotten really good, I think, at, at using digital platforms and, you know, social media and things to get new music out to people. But the one thing that you can't really recreate on a computer or on a phone is live music in the room. So I definitely miss that the most. I think that's been the hardest thing. Um, but I have been able to play at some outdoor um, restaurants and, and things like that, um, which has kind of filled that void a bit. Um, but I think that musicians are inherently creative people. And so I've really been inspired by my musician friends that have created, you know, Patreon pages or, or the like, you know, similar things like that. It kind of, you know, sharing new content with, with fans that way. And um, I haven't done that myself, but I've definitely been inspired by that. And I'd say, um, you know, I hope to just keep, keep writing and, you know, kind of, you know, working on new stuff as I can while I have, you know, some time um, to do that. And just, just try to keep making music and make making art as much as possible through all of this. You know, that's that's the best thing we can all do. I think. Yeah, I mean, we're I think we're pretty fortunate. Um, anybody's an artist too that um, has that outlet during this time period. A lot of people don't have that outlet. And it's really tough for people to sit home and not have anything to to release. You know, um, the oh, live yeah. the live music scene uh, was taking kind of a beating the last five years. Anyway, I'm hoping that this reopens that because people are going to miss live music so much that this might be an opportunity for us eventually to be out more and play out more right yeah that's interesting yeah i hope you're right i like that i like that a lot positive positive <laughs> yeah we've been thoughts. speaking a lot yeah. about positivity tonight so uh yeah the, i'm all about the optimism so yeah and the other thing too is uh, the way i look at it as well is um people out there right now that are listening and, and people that aren't listening this message should be passed on there is no better time than now to sit on your couch and explore music that you've never explored before, explore artists you've never explored before, local artists like yourself, Ariel Strasser. You know, 
<laughs> they're out there. I mean, this, this is the time to do it. You know, listening to FM radio and the same shit over and over again, we're sick of it, right? I mean, people always, oh, I don't, how do I get to the platform? So how would people listen to your music? Like, what platform do they find you on? Uh, well, first of all, amen to everything you said. Listening to new music. Listening Should it be to Father music, Hell? I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I that? wouldn't go that far. <laughs> we are not referring to you as Father Hell. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, well, I'll tell you where you can find some Ariel Strasser music. You can go to arielstrasser.com. Um, you can also find me on Spotify or um, Apple Music, Google Music, whatever your streaming service of choice is. And if you like a hard copy CD, you can go to arielstrasser.com and you can order one and I will send it to you. Excellent. Thank you so much, Ariel. So we're going to play another song from you before we uh, at the end of this segment. And uh, uh, this next song is called Faith. So there's probably no better time than that right now as well. Uh, what's this song about, and how did this come about? Yeah, um, this song is about faith in yourself. And it's about when you lose it and you find it again. And it's that um, final track to the album, Motivation. And I think uh, it speaks to me now, listening back to it. And um, I hope it speaks to some of you that are listening to it and helps remind you that Sometimes you can lose faith in yourself, but that it does come back, and sometimes you just got to keep going. Um, so I guess that's what I'd say about that. Um, but thank you so much for having me and, um, you know, for what you guys are doing. I really appreciate your support of um, your local community. I think it's really great, and you guys are so gracious. So thank you so much no, for thank me. you. Uh, make sure that you tell your other friends, uh, you know, original artists, that we're doing this, and if they're interested, they can reach out to us at Wave Radio Boston. Um, also, before I end up that segment, I just lost my train of thought because the listener line is 617-829-9283. The text line is 617-764-9283. We are at media at waveradioboston.com, so you can find us there as well. And you can find us on Facebook at waveradioboston.com. I am Hal Hawley. This is Mama Kim over here. We have Ariel Strush on the line right now. We're going to play her song for the night, Faith. This is the last song of the night this evening. We want to thank you, Ariel, for hanging out thank with us. Thank you so much. We were so happy to thank have you, you as our first musical guest. Oh, I'm honored. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. So, uh, anything you want to say before we uh, let you go, Ariel? No, I just thank you so much for having me. All right. Have a good night. Hey, tell Ken we said hello, if he's listening. I will. I hope he's listening. He should be listening, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he is. All right. Have a great night. This is Ariel Stressa with Faith.
Just 
dream last night My father was in my bed And I made love to her Father, he gunned for me Underneath the six gun Calling sister midnight What can I do about these things? Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. No, no, please hold the applause. Thank you. I understand. What the hell of a first now. show. Oh, not this time? Nope. You listen to Wave Radio Boston. I am Hal Holiday, and you're listening to Hal Holiday's Rockin' Food Reviews. Myself and Mama Kim over here. We are at the segment now uh, that we like to call the Beer and Review. You, you. I just did that on my own. Do you like that? <laughs> uh, so we like to go to a lot of breweries. We like to drink beer. Uh, Seven Saws did text us earlier. We were at their brewery uh, two weeks ago. Was yeah, it two weeks ago? Two weekends yeah. ago. Two weekends ago, we were in the Worcester area, went to Seven Saws, amazing place. If you'd like to call on Seven Saws, you can do it at this point in time. We'll be talking to you in shortly if you do call in. Um, so at this point of the show, we like to turn it over to. That's you, Mama Kim. That's me. <laughs> so we thought what we would do is review some beers out in the Worcester area. So we, since we did spend a little time out there two weekends ago, um, we initially went... I, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but I forgot to mention that Pete from First Wave is here with us to drink beer. I am. Surprisingly, <laughs> you showed up just in time for the beer. Uh, oh, yeah, you're muted. And I'm here now. There we yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been a great show so far. Thank you. There's certainly enough beer to go around right now. So uh, the first place that we went to was Milk Room Brewing out in Rutland. Uh, it was an absolutely 
gorgeous property on the Alta Vista farm. They had bison, um, alpacas, camels, wow. and a food truck. It was it was really beautiful. Um, the Alta Vista farm too also sells um, bison meat and beef. Ooh. From so if you're looking to get some really good beer, and um, Uh, are you answering the phone? I will. <laughs> I don't know. You're looking at me and pointing. No. This is all new to me. Live radio. Live radio. You gotta love it. Um, so uh, what they call their beer pasture. So we literally sat outside in the beautiful sun, listened to some really good music, wow. and had some really good beer. Cool. Um, so we picked up some to go, and one of them we're going to uh, sample today over the air is the Alta Vista IPA, um, named after their farm. Um, it's a 6%. It's a light orange color. It's a pretty juicy IPA, but after we tried it at home first the other day, because you know we need to oh, ha- have quality some, control, have some research of to, yeah. to yeah, there was enough like at we, the brewery. You might as well try it at home. <laughs> we too. know what we're talking about. Um, a little bit. It's not that super hazy New England style IPA. It's a little bit closer to like the West Coast style. Okay. Um, but I think it's really delicious. It's cool. not super high in alcohol, which is also kind of nice too. Sometimes you get you know you it's a Monday night beer. Be able to, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So. We'll so uh, while we do this, Hal, you gonna grab uh, the, the, your your collar? I am. I'm gonna grab the collar. This is Lisa from Seven Saws Brewing, which we stopped off to. Let's see if I can do this. I don't know if I know. maybe I don't know. We'll see. Lisa, you there? Hello, Lisa. Oh, maybe I hit the wrong one. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there she is. Brewing. This is Lisa and Tom. Oh, oh. These are friends, Lisa and Tom. Oh, okay. <laughs> Mr. Tom Savage. Yes. Hi. We're so glad that you guys are listening on our first show. We love your show. What is her name? No, the Strasser. Oh, Ariel. Ariel Strasser. She is fabulous. I love her voice. Awesome. Well, then you can actually find her, like she said, at her website, Ariel Strasser, and you download her music. We appreciate that. She appreciates it even more. So glad you guys called in. Thank you. Yeah, we love your show. You guys sound great. Well, we've been doing it forever. <laughs> <laughs> sound like it. You sound like it. There you go. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much. And we hope you're doing well. Yes, we are. Hope you guys are, too. Hang in there. We love you. Okay, love you too. Bye bye. <laughs> we have friends. Hello. <laughs> Anybody on the line? Yeah, hello. Good evening. Hello, how are you? Good, how are you? Who we may, might we have the pleasure of speaking with? I'm sorry, I didn't quite catch that. Uh, with, uh, seven oh, hi. How are you? Good. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. We uh, we really enjoyed uh, spending some time at your brewery last weekend. Fantastic. Can you tell us Which a little bit? Which were you able to enjoy? Um, when we were there, we had the Hopithetical number 11, which was recommended by one of your beer tenders. It was really delicious. That's a Fantastic. that's a, a rotating um, change up IPA you guys do I understand. That's correct. Yep. We also had the whether that's mixing up the hops or mixing up the uh, the grain bill, whatever the case may be. We uh, we like to mix that one in and uh, test and try new stuff. We also had the uh, the whipsaw whip beer that was really delicious, nice and light and refreshing. 
And then my favorite people. My favorite. Yeah, that was your favorite. Nope. My favorite was the Sugar Shack smoked maple porter. Oh my, that sounds so good. <laughs> yeah, it was really yummy. Oh, put that in my belly right now. It was hearty and wintry and yummy. Just oh, as the man. sun started going down, there was a little chill in the air. Oh, perfect. Nice roasty, mapley. There was great music going on outside. I wish I could have got the gentleman's name that was playing. He was fantastic. He played guitar yep. and piano, and the food truck was good. We got some barbecue mac and cheese, some fatty. Mm-hmm. Mm. Pork butt mac and cheese. So, so Tom, I'm sure uh, I'm sure these these folks are uh, would be happy to to host you uh, here if you uh, would like to bring your your uh, supplies down. Um, Littleton is not not all that far away from Holden, uh, so I'm, I'm sure the, the the team here would love to have you uh, have you in the studio if you, if that's something you're into. I think we can make that happen. Awesome. Anyone that wants to drink a sugar shack with me, it's, uh, it's let's go. <laughs> awesome, man. I appreciate you calling in. I think uh, Kim has your email, right? Um, yeah, actually, we uh, got a business card, too, have... from one of the, the managers over there. Beautiful. Awesome. Uh, if While we have you, want to just give us a little bit of background? I understand you're a fairly new brewery. We are. We've been around uh, since 2017. Uh, we opened our tap room in 2018. And uh, have been slowly uh, expanding ever since. And we currently have our uh, new brew house and tap room that's under construction that uh, should be opening here in 2021. As long as uh, COVID doesn't uh, decide to stick around for too much longer here. Well, things are, things are looking on the up. So hopefully 2021 will be your year. It's going to be a great year. We're really looking forward to it. We appreciate you guys coming out and checking us out. And uh yeah, we'd love to come in and have a few beers and uh, hang out. That'd be great. We're in. Let us know when you want to do it. We'll, give you, we'll give, uh, send you another email, and we'll uh, make it happen. Well, thank you very much, guys. Appreciate it. Thank awesome. You. Thanks for calling in. You guys take care. You, you too. too, Tom. Thank you. See, this? I knew this was going to happen on this show. You guys are going <laughs> to get food. You're going to get beer. <laughs> you didn't think I was doing this for anything. <laughs> I have a feeling Pete might be hanging out with us on yeah, Tuesdays. Yeah, Pete's like, I love Tuesday nights. <laughs> yeah, Tuesday I'm nights full, are great. I'm hammered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did say we were going to have to get a, a corporate account for Uber, but yeah. <laughs> so, what'd you guys oh. think of the Alta Vista? Uh, fantastic. Very uh, good. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's just light, fruity. Right. Yeah. yeah, and I can't stress enough for everybody out there too. If you get a chance, I know we're going into the colder seasons now, but coming mm-hmm. into the spring, it's a really beautiful property out there at Milk Room Brewing in Rutland, Mass. I would definitely highly recommend heading out there. How far? About how far from the little area is Rutland? It's about. It's right near Holden. So okay. it's, I think it was about a fifty-minute drive from Lowell area. Yeah. Oh, okay. Anything under an hour is worth. Yeah, worth, so worth it for sure. And where we went to Milk Room and then Greater Good in Worcester mm-hmm. and then at Seven Saws, they were all, all within, within 20, 10, 15, 20 minutes. 20 minute rides from each other. Perfect. I mean, if you're gonna do any type of brewery thing like that, mm-hmm. one get someone that doesn't drink. Yes. To drive you. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but no, I mean, you can go have a beer or a flight and then yeah. eat each one of them, and it's nice because you, you're only 10 minutes, 20 minutes from each other. Oh, that's awesome. So we like, like do a territory. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Draw a map. There used, to be a, there used to be an app that you could do um, you could do a beer map, and it, it would plan it out for you. I don't know if it still exists. We did a segment on it. <laughs> then they, re- then they realized it was a, a liability. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yep. And then just to kind of touch base, because I know we're running a little short on time, but um, heading over to Greater Good Imperial Brewing in Worcester. Um, they've been around for a couple of years, um, an all imperial style. So everything is 8% and up. Um, but they do have a little side project that they do called Soul Purpose, because like Paul was saying, we were out, I mm -hmm. was driving, so I was staying on the really lower al alcohol level beers and then also trying to have some food. And then I looked at the menu when we got there and I went, oh shoot, everything's imperial, 8% <laughs> and up. Yeah. But then we looked it up. So the sole purpose they um, they did to bring in those more sessionable, um, lower alcohol beers uh. so that people don't have to get all the big boys all the time. Wow, cool. um, so I did have one of their, um, the, it's called Shook Ones Volume 4, Pumpkin and Spice. Uh. Um, it's their milkshake IPA. This one was um, pumpkin. So definitely lower alcohol, but not your typical pumpkin, which can get, get a little tired. Yeah. This one was a little creamy. Mm -hmm. It was on nitro, so it had that nice, you know, smooth bubbles, not mm -hmm. super carbonated. Um, so that was a really nice change up to some of the IPAs that we've been drinking. But the I think the star of the show over there is definitely their IPAs, their big juicy New England styles. Um, their their pulp and their pulp daddy are kind of their flagships. Um, so what I brought today for us to try is the um, Galaxy Pulp Daddy. Oh, uh, we're okay. supposed to hold on to that. <laughs> you already burned through that. There's more. Uh, There's I, was just, more. I was just over here going, this is delicious. <laughs> I waited, Kim. I waited. Yeah, I'll have so it now. They're, they're, they're hazy and juicy mm. and tropical. Oh, and, boy. You know, they're, they're constantly changing up the, the bill on this with their hops and their malts and stuff. Mm. So Super hazy. But not like overly New England wackier. And not heavy. Yeah. No, no, no not has, heavy. I think this Dangerous. one has a lot of like tropical yes. fruit. Like a yeah. lot of like... Yeah. Pineapple, yeah, kind of apricotty. Like, I, I like to call these dangerous because these are ones you can drink on a beach in the summertime that are like eight yeah. percent. Yeah, danger that, beer. That's, that's exactly what this doing. one is. Yeah. Is eight percent? This is eight percent alcohol. Oh, I know. My. I just fell asleep for a second. I'm what? Yeah, oh. No, this it's is a, fantastic. It's a good thing we're drinking out of Dixie cups. Yes. Yes. <laughs> all right. So just to kind of round it all up, um, we featured Milk Room Brewing out in Rutland, uh, Greater Good Imperial Brewing in Worcester, and Seven Saws in Holden, Mass. I would definitely recommend a little afternoon road trip on the next day you feel like getting out and hitting some of those up. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. That was the beer review by Mama Kim over there, and I am Hal Holiday. We're going to wrap it up now on Wave Radio Boston. We want to thank everybody who tuned in tonight, called in, and texted in. You can check us out every Tuesday night from 6 to 8 o'clock. We'll be talking about restaurants, local music, local food, local beer, local anything. We'll have barbers in here. We'll have everything in here. We don't care. <laughs> Monkey trainers, I don't care what you are. If you're local, we're going to get you on the show. So we want to thank you for having us. Um, in closing, just remember, everybody, stay safe, take care of each other, love one another. Life is not a dress rehearsal. It's a one-act performance, so make it your best. I'm Hal Holiday, and we will see you next Tuesday night.
one for believing Lord knows I've never really been And often enough I've seen prayers go unheard But now that you've crossed over Man, I'm left here without my friend Is this my sentence for doubting the written word? Did you get where you were going? Is it everything they said it would be? Are you somewhere you can light the start world for me? Is it believing in heaven? It means I'll see you again. Dot the will of God Through every street light of day shines on bad deeds That never seemed to break you In fact, it only made you strong You could always separate the flowers from the weeds Did you get where you were going? Is it everything that they spoke of? And is there a way you can show me that you feel my love? If believing in heaven means I'll see you again. Let me get down on my knees and pray to whoever's in command. Never say your name. Yeah.